Hi, my name is Thomas McLaughlin, and I am the writer of Forever Yours, which is a sweet ghost story, um, I think, about women helping other women over the years. I'm Lizanne McLaughlin. I'm an actress, and I'm playing the character of Diane in Forever Yours. And I'm not related to Thomas McLaughlin, even <laughs> though we have the same name. And secretly, I think we are. There's a lurky relationship going on that, that we'll investigate at some point. My name is Marnie Gronje. I'm an actress. I'm taking part in this lovely play, playing a lady called Bridie who has dementia. Dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm not too sure which, and nor do I know the difference. So maybe I'm a candidate. I'm not sure. I always like performing, so I've never written short stories or novels. I've written poems, but they're just bad songs. All the stuff I've ever written is to be performed, because I just like noise, and I like sounds, and I like words, and I like silences. Diane is, is great fun. She has a lot of energy. She is an agent, really, the artist's agent, Gabriel's agent, who's the main woman in the play. And she's, she's fun, and she's out there, and she's noisy. I don't know why they cast me. But anyway, she, uh, it's good fun to play, and it's always a joy to work on a script that just flows along. It started a long, long, long time ago, Fado, Fado, that was a series actually I did in RTE. I started life, working life, as a teacher. But while I was training in Carysford Training College, I did a course in drama, Course of Dramiokta. It was sponsored by Kogol Noshuntanagailia. And the idea was that teachers would learn something about drama so they could teach Gailia through drama. One summer we did a course in Guidor, in Donegal, uh, and it was conducted by Thomas McCona and Frank Dermody from the Abbey. So you were in at the top. Born and reared in Belfast, uh, um, and then I went to St Mary's Grammar School, and then I went to Keele University in England, and then I went to Reed College in Portland in Oregon, uh, and then I figured I'd learned enough about stuff and entered the world of the arts, for which none of my education had prepared me. I went to Holy Child School in Kalini, and I was, as a child, very shy. I'm not a shy person, but I'm a very, very private person. Some kind individual in that school put me on the stage, and it changed my life, and I was happy, and that was honestly at the age of seven. And from then on, that was all I was doing with my life. And happily, the school was very big on drama and they did a lot of plays. So I really got a chance to explore it and realise this was a world where, which I knew was my world. The, the first year teaching, I followed up this drama course and I just, the, the most was not doing it now, but Ray McNally was, Ray McNally and Ronnie. So I followed them down to, to Connemara and I stayed there. And then my first year teaching, I heard that Ray was doing The Shadow of a Gunman up in Calorstephoric, the men's uh, training college. We were very segregated at the time. So I kind of heard he was looking for somebody. So I kind of made myself known to him and I played Minnie Powell. And that was the, I remember at the dress rehearsal, we, the dress rehearsal was stopped to listen to the last post as... JFK was being buried. And when I finished at Reed College, the professor of theatre was opening a theatre in Portland, in Oregon, and invited me back to be a, a student actor. So after I finished my degree in, in England, I went to Portland uh, to study in the Portland Conservatory Theatre, which went belly up after four months because he didn't pay any taxes. And the FBI actually shut the theatre down, like in films. They put yellow tape right across the thing. We were about to go on with Volpone, but they took all our costumes. And the actors, of course, being actors, they would have done it the show in a barn. 
But the American government wouldn't let us have the costumes because they belong now to the government. Donald Taylor Black was working as an assistant director at the Abbey at the time and he was asked, would he go find somebody to do a walk-on part? And he came to me because he knew I was so keen and said, would you like to do this? And I said, yes. And God bless my parents. They went, oh, fine. Just don't go to Trinity. Oh, yeah, sure. Go to the Abbey for a tenor week. And whoopee, there I was. And it was the best education. And I think I learned everything within the first year. RTE opened up. And God bless them, they had a series called Lower Gwaelgeling, which was little dramas where people acted out little things. And I was called into that. I was teaching during the day and a bit of drama. That was gorgeous. Then I heard that Untriel was going on in the Damer Hall. This was a new play by Moraid Negro that subsequently became a very big hit in the festival. But I decided I'll go down and see, can I find a part in this. I heard Thomas McConnell was directing and I was standing at the bus stop the next thing. Car stopped, the window was pulled down and there was Thomas McConnell's Negro and you would like to come to the Damer to get a part? And I said, I was just going down to the Damer to get a part, so that was that. First play I wrote was called, I think, Distant Prospects, which I wrote at university and it was about people at university, probably about writing plays called Distant Prospects. And then the second one that I wrote was called Let's All Go Down the Strand, which was a fantastic and probably ahead of its time. It won't be appreciated till we are all dead, so let's not go into it. So and it was a combination of Brecht and Stop Hard and Beckett, because I figure if you're going to, you know, homage, homage from the best. First big part I had was Nightshade by Stuart Parker. It was directed by Chris Parr. It was a very mighty production, a dark production. It was about a magician played by T.P. McKenna, who was also an undertaker. And I played his daughter, Delia, who tap danced and also tap danced on the coffins, as it happened. Stuart was a very, he was a very loving, very warm man. He was also somebody who'd been through an awful lot in his life. And this is well documented. He'd had cancer when he was a, a young boy and he'd had a leg amputated. And in the story, the mother disappears. What I learned later, much, much later in life, was that Stuart's mother had also disappeared when he was young. And that's where this play had come from. But my father had left and I was in complete denial. And Stuart saw that. And he was very protective to me. And Stuart used to say to me that when he'd had his leg amputated and he was in the hospital... He'd look out the window and he'd see the moon. And the moon was his friend. And he just used to say to me, remember wherever you are, you have the moon. You're not alone. Wipe out. And what a fabulous man. On that, I got a part in a Disney movie. It was The Fighting Prince of Donegal, directed by Michael O'Hurley. So I got a few days off. I went in to plead my case in the Department of Education. And Tony O'Dolly was working there at the time. Tony O'Dolly, who became uh, synonymous with theatre and the arts in Ireland for many, many years. And I got leave of absence to go to Pinewood in England to do The Fighting Prince of Donegal. And I was to play a country girl. My sisters were for Delma Murphy and Maura O'Neill and my mother was Mary Keane and Don McCann was also in this and so was Peter McHenry played the lead and through him he was telling me about Stratford he said you can't go back to Ireland without going to Stratford and he was playing in the Merchant of Venice up there and so I went up to see and he had the, he had the ticket for me and he met me at the station in his racer car and I was whisked off. To the, oh, I felt wonderful, absolutely marvellous. I've been writing for Fair City pretty much ever since. I really enjoy it. It's really, the, it's just because it's so, 
No, slick is is slick is a word I really like because it's professional. A lot of people maybe would go, no, it shouldn't be, things shouldn't be slick, but they should. I mean, it's I think it's wonderful. It's it's a great soap. It does everything a soap should do. I've been lucky that I've been writing consistently for it. If you get a, if I get a script on Fair City, I know it's going to go on. In about three months from now, it's going to go on to maybe half a million people in a week. It's going to be shot really well. It's going to be acted wonderfully. The actors are fantastic. And they pay you. It's brilliant. 